0: the underground studio this is the sipping social podcast my name is mike carl i'm here with my boy and certified bourbon steward garrett turnquist yo we also have our stellar producer on the mic johnny say what up what's up we're here to dive into all aspects of the restaurant industry we truly love what we do and more so we love talking about it we're gonna pour sample review anything you need to know about pour yourself a cocktail and join us on this journey let's Let's go. go Right, welcome guys! Thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, Welcome to the Sipping Social Podcast. Uh, We've been gone for one very long year. Uh, We got lots to talk about, and we're excited to be back. But first things first, boys. What are we sipping on?
1: I got a uh, Sazerac Rye.
0: Uh, I got the Breckenridge Port Cask. Nice, Breckenridge, Colorado. Nice, Johnny. I got the Daisy Cutter from Half Acre. You guys all know it's one of my faves. I
1: feel like this is like the three favorite (coughs) drinks. All three of us right now. You gotta grab them, right? right? cheers boys cheers Cheers!
0: so the last time we recorded we were remote everybody was at their house garrett wasn't drinking
1: eve
0: now we're in the underground studio and johnny i must say you revamped it a little bit and it looks great tell us a little bit about why it looks so great oh thanks
2: man well it's uh yeah it's been a year and so we thought um my wife and i thought that we might you know upgrade this basement a little bit go from uh maybe uh a look that was probably from our 20s uh into more of, now we're in our 40s, you know, lamp it up, make it a little bit nicer down here, make it a little more luxury, a little ski lodge action.
0: Ooh, nice. Um
2: so yeah, we're just painting the walls, putting up some barn wood and all that kind of stuff, so Cool man. get some picks out.
1: I do miss the Christmas lights a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I know. I did like those.
2: I miss the hooters feel too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and you had a bunch of barrel staves and uh the, but I do like that the ski stuff's coming back cuz I like having those uh the ski uh Skiing hanging out on the walls? Yeah. Yeah, that was nice.
2: Well, those are the, some of my favorite times, you know, like on those vacations, being on the mountain, being at the base, you know, seeing that area, uh, being in those kind of unique spaces at the bottom of those ski mountains. Um, so I'm trying to bring that to home. Cool. Well,
1: cool. oh, it looks gorgeous.
0: Sweet. Well, we got some great beers, uh, great beer to review today, guys. Uh, Garrett brought a great whiskey for us to talk about. Um, <clears throat> I want to talk about the state of the industry that we work in real quick, kind of just give a brief synopsis of where we've been over the last year. Uh, Obviously, with COVID and the pandemic, everything has gone backward, then forward, then backward. Um, I feel like the the industry is in a good place moving forward, despite some shortages, whether it's packaging, supply chains, uh, workers. Um, But besides that, um, I feel like it's at least moving forward and better than it was a year ago when we last convened. What's your thoughts, G?
1: I hope so. I mean, you talked to People putting out uh, whiskey bottles or beer bottles, and they can't find glass. Um, There's shortages in employees everywhere. I was telling you last week that uh, Buffalo Trace has 400 open employees, open in spots for jobs for in the, in the production. That's incredible. That's an insane amount of people.
0: Do you think that has to do a little bit with their expansion that they went
1: through? It can't hurt. Yeah. But, uh or it can't help. But uh, the just people in general aren't working for fifteen dollars an hour anymore. That's
0: true. Um, To kind of couple that again with the next thing I want to talk about is experiences going out last year. I feel like everybody's had different experiences, some good and bad, based on where they want to go. It just seems like you can really dive into supporting places that are doing what you want per what you think about what's going on. You know, everybody's got a different opinion about it, and it is what it is. But, um, Johnny, what's some of the experiences you've had going out last year and things that you've enjoyed that places are doing or maybe not so much, regardless of the mandates and stuff like that. Well, I think when we went through the whole first shutdown, it was, it was sad to not be able to go into
2: establishments, so even though we're still going through COVID and we're still pushing through this thing, it's nice to be able to at least get to establishments and be in there and be around those spaces again and be able to go out to dinner. But it seems like um, it, it seems like everybody is struggling still, not as far as like, I guess me personally with like the COVID thing, but just like you said, the staff. And just being around you guys, and being around you guys that are in the industry, it's um, it's tough to see you guys go go through that. And as as the consumer, a lot of people who aren't you know have those ears you know on on the industry or the eyes in the industry um, don't realize that they don't realize all the struggles that you guys are going through. And and for you guys to be able to you know push through and and make things happen and get your product out and and be happy at work
0: (laughs) doing it is is awesome. I, you know, And for us, I think, and I, I don't know, I'm not speaking for anybody else, but I think working for the company that we work for and just feeling safe working for them and that they've, I feel like that they're thinking about their employees first and foremost while, we've going, while we're have while we going through this. And I think we've talked about that and alluded to that in the past. Um, you know, working in a nice busy place, having the bars back open, people sitting at the bars, um, it seems a little bit more normal, even though, you know, as employees, we're wearing masks per the state of Illinois mandate. Um, We don't really require anybody else coming in there, too. Uh, So it just feels like a lot more normal than I would say a year ago today when we were about to move backwards again in February to where there was no inside dining. Mm -hmm. So I just don't feel like something like that's going to happen. I could be wrong.
1: I don't think it's going to happen. We're coming up on elections, and as, as much as we don't want to think of this political size, it definitely is. Sure. It does make a huge difference when there's people inside the building, though, right? Oh,
0: for sure. It changes the game. It just seems more like what we're used to and what we like doing.
1: Yeah. And I think when, another thing that we had, you and I specifically, had trouble with was that we had a staff. It was hard to add to that staff. Yeah. And we our tables grew because now we decided that we should always have outdoor dining right, right. so now you, your restaurant grew 30 percent and you don't have you have the exact same staff as you had right previously so uh, i think that was the biggest struggle for both of us sure um as far as staffing and in uh, <clears throat> general like sales wise so but uh, it's also impossible to uh, complain about working at a busy restaurant if Right. You're, if, you're, if you're complaining about working at a busy restaurant you're in, you're in the wrong business that's true Yeah, I mean,
2: you guys are probably, you know, having to deal with working with staff that you probably otherwise not be working at the establishment. You're probably, without outing anybody, um, you're having to deal with some employees that are pretty crappy. Um, I don't know. Or or are you still able to to make those selections and and hire the the staff that you want? Well,
0: it just seems like the the veteran servers that left the industry haven't come back, Mm -hmm. and I don't think that they're going to. So I think that that impacts us a lot. So we're either hiring inexperienced people or younger people who, even if they're in the industry, don't have the experience that we do. And honestly, it comes down to us being able to train them and show them what our company does.
1: And it's tough to do that when you're at full capacity starting 10 minutes after you open, right?
0: Right. And you got the mask on. And and I mumble. I mean, obviously, you guys are listening to this. This is not the clearest tone (laughs) of voice you've ever heard. What? What? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but... I think that there's a lot of mountains to climb, but we work at the at good places that are able to you know that are up to the task in, in getting through that so um I was well, talking about earlier
1: Going back on that real quick yeah. you've also your all of our sales have gone up tremendously,
0: sure, but so his labor, yeah, so but, has the cost of things,
1: but I think that uh, the past year and a half, I would say most Americans have made more money in the past like year and a half, so it's pretty tough to be upset about that.
0: There you go. Uh, I was talking about the last time we we got together and recorded remote. Um, Garrett, I don't know. We didn't talk about this pre. No, I'm glad. I'm, to, I'm sorry. Glad We're talking about it now. Though. I'm so sorry to bust you up on this, but we'll, we'll cut it out. Okay, perfect. Did you ever get a, a toasted stay for us no, like you talked about?
1: I doesn't mean I didn't try. Okay. I went to four different distilleries that I know had toasted barrel finishes. Okay. Like Mictors has a toasted barrel finish, and so does um, Penelope and uh, two other ones that I can't think of on top of my head right now. Elijah. Uh, Elijah does too. Um, I wasn't gonna go at the Heaven Hill with the strike thing, and I wasn't gonna try to ask anything for that. Um, and they, uh, they all said, "Yeah, we'll see." Okay. Because I th- I, what I think is that what I think happens is because they, they finish it in toasted barrels, and then they may they may rechar and use them for something else, or they sell sure. them right away. Sure. Um A lot of those work well in uh, in wine and rum, so I think they've got a pretty good market. They're not just giving those away. <laughs> okay. I was kind of hoping that like like. Uh, like a forklift would knock one over and break it apart, and they had extras and they decided to ship it to me for out of the goodness of their heart.
0: Yeah, that didn't happen. No dice. All right, we'll we'll keep working on it then.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm thinking about just toasting my own. Okay, and then showing you how what it looks like.
0: Look, that's great. I'm down with that. All we right. should probably definitely do that here live, inside, inside. Yes, with our firefighter buddies here to make sure that everything goes smoothly. At least two of them. <laughs> At least two. Of them. <laughs> Um, Let's talk about some of the newer places uh, or new places to us that we might not have talked about on this podcast that we've been in in the last year. Um, I'm fortunate to have had my bachelor party a couple months ago in both of these pools. I don't remember it at all. Exactly. Uh, We're very... um, John and I shared a room. Did you? Yeah. That's great. It was fantastic. We had twin
2: beds, so anybody listening, we weren't laying on top of each other.
1: Or actually touching each other while sleeping. (laughs) So let's put that out there.
2: I think you did roll over at one point and just see me staring at
0: you in the middle of the night.
1: You, that, that was really weird. <laughs> yeah. I think you were sleeping with your eyes open.
0: Yeah, I think it was just that drunk. <laughs> I, I don't think that... I, that, was, that was definitely a drunk weekend. Um, but one of the things I, I loved about that weekend is I got to go to three places that I've never been before. Journeyman Distillery, Transient Artisanales Ales in Bridgman, Michigan. Uh, we went to New Buffalo, Michigan, and there's a bunch of towns around there. They have great breweries, a couple of wineries, and a distillery and we tried to hit up as many as possible. Uh, We went to Tapestry Brewing, Transient Artisan Ales, and Journeyman, three places I'd never been to that I'd love to go back again. I thought they were great experiences.
1: Those first two were across the street from each other, right? Yeah, in
0: Bridgman, if you're in that area, you got to make a point to go by there. Both places, the beer was unbelievable. Um, I just thought the ambiance in those little towns was very cool, and I liked it a lot.
2: Yeah, I think Journeyman by far has the best sort of onset experience with like their whole restaurant. They get like that huge putting food, green on food back, was awesome. Food was great. Um, the other two are kind of you, you just pop in, you drink, yeah, and you enjoy it. But <coughs> sure, if you like good beer,
1: though, yeah, and absolutely. And, and you're in that neighborhood. I those are must stop eyes. I bought a bottle of rye from the second place. What was it called? Is that transient? Transient. Yeah, yeah. That, that was good. You bought, what
0: you bought whiskey from them? Yeah, they had whiskey at the beer place mm-hmm. i didn't even know that was going down the, the
1: whole back the whole back bar had whiskey all over it and darren was our buddy darren oh I that was the first him. place yeah the first place that was the yeah. first
0: place trans uh uh tapestry brewery tapestry yeah, yeah i he, do uh, i do remember that i was like i was like he, man, he I, was, I was asking really me how healthy. long it was gonna
1: take before i bought one and i, I think i held out like about six minutes <laughs> the girl behind the counter had no idea what they had and I, she gave me no information on it I go, and then well, bought well, it? Enough, i don't have it did you try it it was good nice it's gone
0: okay What's uh one of the new? What's a new place you've been doing last year that you had not been before? I'm sure you you've not been to any distilleries in the last year.
1: None. Yeah. Um, I went up to uh, in Wisconsin in the Baraboo area, and I went to Driftless Glen. I spent uh, quite a bit of time there. That was uh, very cool, like restaurant, um, distillery, bottle spot. Um, and then their uh, they their little uh, they had two little out. Rick Houses across the parking lot and their distillery in kind of on the other side of the restaurant that was pretty neat very small like it reminded me a lot of cody road also went cody road cool um, was sam there he was not Oof. neither was That's any of the thing. owners yeah thank goodness it's a good thing
0: otherwise you would have had 20 different whiskeys <laughs> yeah
1: otherwise my wife would have been driving back from from iowa and exactly. then i went up to uh jay henry and john's been there before and i got to go there it was really cool. Our buddy Joe, who we done the podcast with before, yeah. a future reoccurring guest. For he, sure. He um, he. This is the coolest part about it was he like we walked into their, their main house where they had, like the tastings. Like it's just like a farmhouse in like in the living room they put a bar in there, and he's like going over like the stats on like, their base whiskeys. And me buddies were like, eh, we don't we're good on this. Let's let's do something that like you don't normally do. He's like, all right, sweet. And we went into one of the Rick houses and grabbed a couple screw guns and just started drilling holes and barrels and pulling samples. Really, for about three hours, <laughs> it was really cool. Nice, it's it awesome. was really cool. Fresh
0: out the barrel, it's huh?
1: fresh out of the. I mean, <clears throat> we were like taking these little um, like golf tees, drilling a hole, pull, pull it, like, having the, the whiskey flow out. Kind of when we did the barrel picks for the um, stout at Crystal Lake, yeah, and then shoving a, a, a golf tee back into the hole and hammering it back in so it like clogged up the hole. And then uh, talking about it for about three minutes, and then opening a new barrel, just walking around. You know, oh, this one looks good. Zip, zip.
0: Hit any of these barrels been opened before? No, this, this is the first time for yeah, those barrels. They're all,
1: they're, they're, they're all supposed to be part of like the new batch of their uh, of their Belfontaine. Okay, um, is it
0: the cognac finish? Yeah. Okay,
1: um, and then. About an hour and a half later, he shows a bunch of other stuff, and about an hour and a half later, I saw them rolling out an empty barrel and throwing it in the back of our buddy Darren's car. <laughs> <laughs> He'd like finagled away to get a free empty barrel. What is he gonna do? I have that? no idea. He's got a townhouse the size of his basement, and I don't know where he's gonna put it, but he gotta we we drove the whole way back with this barrel rolling around in the back of the trunk. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. perfect. That was a long day, by the way.
0: Johnny, what's uh any new places you had been to in the last year that we hadn't talked about on here?
2: Yeah, I uh, went out to Whiskey Acres um and did a tasting out there. You'd I never been before? I've never been there before. Oh my
1: gosh, let me next time you go, let me know. I'm coming with you.
2: Oh, uh, it was great. Like we headed out there and they got like this what I think is a brand new building for the tasting. I don't know when it's they like, built
1: it, they literally built it and then COVID happened.
0: We're tough for our listeners, where is Whiskey Acres at?
1: <sighs> I don't know
0: the exact town. But it's up by Elburn, Illinois. It's in
1: DeKalb. DeKalb? Literally, so if you take 38 West, and then you go down. Um, it's a street off by my house. What is it called? Uh, anyway, it's like it's a little y, y off street that you can take to go Randall to go south, and you just take that road all the way west, and it's like 13 miles west of Geneva. Okay, and it's literally on that same road. Like, it's very very simple to get Sweet.
2: to. The, the, the dude, the dude that gave the uh, the the, the tasting and the tour, Dill. he um, he was like a cousin or like a nephew of the owners. And he was like one of these guys. It's like an ex, or maybe he still works at the um, school in the area. But he's like a teacher, an ex teacher, and he's like super eccentric. And he was just talking about this like stuff, like it was like the world to him. And he had all this knowledge about like the family history and 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 the whiskey that they make and all that. And so I'm just you know believing in this guy the whole time. We're going through the whole thing, and we get to like the end, where we're like in this tiny little tasting shack where it used to be their main tasting room.
1: Yeah, it's like a size of a caboose.
2: Yeah, and so it's like a super old building, like a 100-plus-year-old building. Very cool. When you get in there, and the, and, the, and the air conditioning was amazing on that day. It was like a 90-degree <laughs> day. Um, and I go, oh, I, you know, in, in, your, in, your, uh, in your distillery, I saw you had a barrel labeled Toasted. Are you guys coming out with toasted finish? He goes, I have no idea what you're talking about. So either Just he's like, denial. either he was, either he said that because he didn't want people to know that that was coming out, nice. or he had no idea what I was t-
1: talking about. Well, uh, Nick at their Nick at, uh, Whiskey Acres is very like a trial and error kind of guy. So their their still runs fifty five thousand gallons, which you get about ten percent alcohol out of that. So they, every time they run the still, they get one barrel of whiskey. Uh, so that means they can do two a day because they run it twice a day. Um, this might be information that no one cares about. But um, but he's constantly finishing and doing weird stuff with his with his bourbon to do things that other giant distillers are doing constantly. Oh, okay. Just nice. to try things so out. Maybe so it, just it's possible they just toasted a barrel through some whiskey in in a year from now. Let's see what happens.
0: Yeah, cool. That sounds like a good spot. I, I've not been there either. I, uh,
1: I'd, we I'd should like to check go. it out.
2: It's a great outdoor cool. area, too. On the weekends, they have live bands and stuff. Yep.
1: yeah, Cool. And they they, they built that whole new visitor center. Um, it's gorgeous inside
0: all right cool sounds like some uh some new hot spots that uh you guys should check out we got whiskey acre this is the john i been to the new uh buffalo area that i've been to garrett mentioned about three new distilleries that you should check out
1: also i was just in uh bentley okay and they're opening up a new more brewery there in bentley yeah so they're gonna have up, a third up, one up north Let's talk about huntley huntley so th- that's already open no no no, not Huntley. it was in um yeah just uh oh shoot where was i today it was, uh, it was right on the train line, right in downtown. I thought it was hilarious because I drove by, and there was a, uh, like a parking lot for downtown business. It was a huge parking lot, and downtown was about two blocks long. <laughs> um, Sometimes <laughs> you need that, that many spots, right? I it was really funny. Um, well, we can move on here while you're looking up at it.
0: Yeah. So, um, oh, Bartlett. Oh, Bartlett? Yeah, oh, okay. Okay.
1: downtown cool. Bartlett.
0: Um, sweet. Family, Jesus. Very cool. So that would be their third location. They have the one in Villa Park. They have the one in Huntley. Uh, and then they would have one in Bartlett. Yeah, it was an old. Well, that button. downtown is kind of small, but it's it's quaint, and there's a couple of restaurants down there, right?
1: It's like a it's like a one trick pony show. It's like one. I think I saw one restaurant.
0: Well, Maybe they'll bump it up, beef think, it up I think a little they're bit. Taking
1: over an old one that oh. may be closed.
0: Cool. Uh, we got our customer of the week coming up in a little bit. Um, we're gonna talk about how customers like to talk about how busy we are while we're like sprinting by them to do something. That's not what it says. It's not what it says. <laughs> Don't read what that says. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing we changed it. All right. We got uh, our yeef, right? Everybody knows about it. The yearly industry ebb and flow. I put masks on there because I feel like that's the only thing like right now, besides the staffing issue that people have, wearing masks, talking through masks. Every time I say something, I feel like I got to repeat it either to a customer or to somebody else. You know, we like it, we like the music loud. That doesn't help.
1: Our restaurants couldn't be darker or loud enough. <laughs> it's
0: right. <laughs> Which is great for yeah. for us with no masks. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not complaining about wearing a mask. It's just the different nuances that it brings about. Um, especially like when I'm eating, you know, like my little chicken sandwich and you know, in between I gotta take the mask off, eat, put the mask back on, and I go to the bathroom about an hour later to go to the bathroom and there's a huge buffalo sauce stain like on the mask from my <laughs> from my finger that nobody told me about. <laughs> <laughs> like what like, <laughs> <laughs> For an hour, I've been talking to people. Nobody said, "Hey, buddy, you got like a huge buffalo sauce streak from your chicken sandwich." I'm like, "That's ah, great."
1: Yeah. You start wearing red masks from now on.
0: <laughs> I didn't realize gray showed so much color. <laughs> well, I will have to tell you,
1: man, if we have to wear these
2: masks much longer, some company's gonna come out with a version of it that's gonna like display what you're saying on the outside of it. Some digital LED, Ooh, like, Johnny, you know,
1: get on it right now. Good idea.
0: Digitally printed, what you're trying to say. How do you like the clear masks? They have like the mouth, like. <laughs> have you seen, yeah, have you no, seen that? They yeah, have yeah. their mouth like it's like plastic, or so you can see. That's got to get nasty. It's disgusting. Like, it was like, like drips it, of water. It fogs up really quick. Yeah. A lot
1: of moisture dripping oh. down inside. It looks like a sauna inside. And just like in between oh. your face and the place to pass it.
0: It's just strange because you see masks of people wearing like smiles or beards or people smoking cigars or even blunts or something like that, and then you see a mask like that. and You're like, oh, there's a fake smile. And you're like, nope, that's no. that. It's actually that person's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you can see their mouth. <laughs> All right, the next part of YEEF uh, we got coming up is this part of the year, um, mm. all the good bourbon comes out. L- Garrett, L- I'm gonna le- I'm, I'm gonna leave this to you. You want to yeah. run with it?
1: Yeah, it's, it's my favorite time of year. It's a, I'm gonna miss it a little bit because there's been a little bit of change for me too. I am not working as much behind the bar anymore. Mm, we um, didn't
0: even talk about that. You want to well, give
1: a? We don't have this time. Just
0: deal. give us like a two minute snippet about your new role with the company and how you've. Been bumped up and promoted
1: oh, so I took a little promotion and I don't have to be behind the bar all the time which is great Awesome! Um, I'm no longer the GM of maize and mash I get to be the beverage director of the whole group which is great it, it's a total different job role but um, the one part I am gonna miss about uh, this time of year is I like to call it sample season where all the regular customers come in and they're trying to get in better favor to be able to buy bottles or mm. get allocated product so they bring you samples of other really good stuff for you grease, to try. Grease the wheel if you yeah, would. Absolutely. And I mean, I'm, I've done it. Um, but it's great. I think last year at one point I had like 30 different samples of really hard to find whiskey just like sitting behind the bar. I don't know when I'm going to drink this. I am working. Um, so uh, I do miss that, but allocation season's coming up the end of October, November and December is when all of the really hard to find stuff from Elijah, from, um, heaven Hill and, uh, Buffalo Trace and nice. Michter's all starts all starts coming out. Um, Ron Foreman just dropped off their 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 new p- Buffalo or their new uh, birthday bourbon. It's just a fantastic time of year. It's literally what you work for all year long.
0: What is your favorite?
1: Oh, the Eagle Bear Seventeen.
0: That's that's your favorite that comes out at this time of year.
1: Uh, in- no, anytime.
0: Anytime. That's just the favorite. That's so, number one, and, but all that time. comes out at
1: this time of the year, so it's yeah. just the, the number one. We should see that in about three weeks, is my guess. Okay, cool.
2: Isn't that like a unicorn you don't really see?
1: Yeah, I mean, when we, when I mean we'll see it. I mean, like you come <laughs> to one of our restaurants and we'll <laughs> have it, or if you come down to the new bar in my basement, we can have it there too.
0: There you go. Mm. So
1: when we do, when we're, at some point we're going to do a remote podcast from my new bar in my basement, and we will do a vertical of Eagle Rare Seventeen.
0: We can call it the Underground Studio West. I like that. All right, for
1: the podcast at least. Yeah. yeah.
0: Give, give For our listeners, what's a good way to try to get to, to purchase some of these? If you're going into a liquor store or a mom-and-pop store or like a bigger chain, is there an opportunity to get these, or do they not even bother uh, looking for those unicorns that are coming out?
1: We've talked about this before on a podcast like four years ago, but the the groundwork needs to be done before, long before this before today yeah i feel you um you need to go in you need to make friends with your with your the, the buyer you need to buy products that they suggest you need to buy their private barrel picks um you, you just literally need to spend money and be like exclusive to that liquor store and then tell them you know what you're looking for what you really like and then they can help you find some so of those it's things. all about
0: building relationships 100 whether it's the big chain ones or the mom and pop local ones yeah
1: drop off some samples uh it's, it's really what it is. And then there are some liquor stores that will have it out, but they're going to be selling it at close to secondary or maybe over secondary value.
0: Ridiculous money.
1: So, I mean, it's not... Unattainable. Correct. You just have to be willing to it. You got
0: to pay for it, right? right? Okay.
1: And I don't know if it's... I don't know if Eagle Rare is worth $1,700. Sure. I wouldn't pay it.
0: But worth maybe a $45 or $50 pour?
1: 100%.
0: There you go. Um, i Now, it the there's a couple bourbons that are not coming out this year that generally do, do you know? I know, super sad. So, we had George T. Stagg and also Pappy Van Winkle 13 just got announced that it's not coming out.
1: Yeah, that's not terribly surprising. There was a couple of years, couple in years a row ago it right? didn't happen at all. Right. So then, that's just kind of a every now and then. Yeah, last year they came out with quite a bit and the year before that was a little bit less. And then I think in 2018 was the first time I seen it. Um in the so I was I was shocked to see it then, but I don't think it's I don't think it's that great. There are some people who like live and die by it, but I don't think it's the best thing, the best ride I've ever had. I think I'd rather have the Sazerac ride that I'm drinking right now.
0: Okay, cool. So just keep an eye yeah, out Don't of, be sad about that one. All right, all right. So building relationships with the whatever liquor store you're yeah, going so to. Yeah, start now for next year. And then just asking about the good stuff that's coming out that's probably the best way to get it. Yeah,
1: and we'll yeah. talk about relationships with, with, uh, with liquor stores here in the lit when we do our, our whiskey review. Oh, cool, cool. Got to get
2: on your
0: knees.
1: <laughs> <It's> got <laughs> a bag. At least one it's Got knee. a bag. <laughs> yeah. Thanks sweet.
0: Who's uh who's thirsty for some beer?
1: I thought you never asked. Yes, yes, yes. All right. We
0: got some delicious hot butchers neon green relish. Now I have a love hate relationship with beers that are named after food. I don't know why. I just like I, I food and beer go well together. Is, but is it, yeah. beer that's named after food sometimes it's is a little strange to me. What? But
1: are you a relish guy?
0: I I like the neon green relish on a Chicago style hot dog.
1: Yeah, so you've heard of Cubs game, what are you putting on it?
0: Whatever it comes with.
1: No, but so so like like a, a Cubs game, they have like the condiment area behind you. Oh well, so what, I, if I you get you a Chicago
0: style it? hot dog, whatever it comes on, that's what I'm eating with.
1: So, but when you're at a Cubs game, it comes plain, and then you turn around, and you go to the condiment station. You oh put yeah, so out.
0: you got mustard.
1: Yeah. So what do you put on yours?
0: So I put mustard. I get a little slice of tomato. I yeah. Get a slice of pickle. Uh, I got the relish if it's if it's available. Yeah. Now sometimes relish if it's been sitting out for a little bit a little can be funky. a little can be a little nasty. Not right? so neon anymore. Not, yeah, exactly. It's like a dull green. Yeah. If it's not neon green, I'm not going for it. <laughs> uh, The sport peppers I like, and then generally celery salt goes on there. And um, same mustard. It,
1: that makes it breaks.
0: Mustard's a must.
1: Yeah. Well, the, the celery salt for sure. We for said mustard sure. already.
0: All right, sweet. So we're getting in this hot butcher's neon green relish. Johnny, you're gonna get some some sound effects over here. It's been a while since I poured three beers. Well, you're you're certified beer pourer. Certified <laughs> beer pourer. Let's see if I can make these even. I don't know. We're not getting much action there, Johnny.
1: Oh, there we go. It's oh,
0: yeah. a little bit better.
1: That's going to sound really good on huh? someone's surround sound in their car. Oh, there
0: we go. Beautiful. All right. Those look fairly even. even. It's been a while. And
1: there's some left over.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Hop Butcher is a brewery. We actually reviewed one of their beers on our third episode. Not a lot of listens on that episode, and we definitely don't blame you. I didn't even listen to that episode. Yeah, don't go back. <laughs> but uh, I love their beers. They're super dank. They're super rich. Great flavor. Generally in the 75 to 8%. Um, this one is a 7.5% ABV, double IPA. It is thick. It's juicy. It's not going to taste like neon green relish, but it's going to be delicious. So I hope not. Let's have a little sample and let's talk about it.
2: <laughs>
1: Cheers. Cheers. Smell it.
2: Yeah, I mean, you, you can't even see through the liquid. It's no, that, you can't. It's, that it's super it's
0: hazy.
1: Real thick. It looks like grapefruit juice.
0: It smells like pineapple.
2: Yeah. Very pineapple
0: Super tropical. Lots of pineapple, mango notes in there. Even a little bit of uh, orange to me at the end. We get a nice little citrus at the end. This is made with citra, which we love, and sabro hops um both bought from a farm in washington they buy u.s products uh for their hops uh they're very hands-on with the hops that they pick and use i think that that's one of the reasons why their their beer is highly sought after this beer was canned on 11 one today's the 10th so this is super fresh Mm. and i feel like you can taste it in it
1: and i think you generally want to drink these within like three weeks of them being canned
0: well I mean you always want fresh beer as opposed to not fresh beer Well, yeah obviously that's a blanket statement but um this is something good to talk about when you are going to the liquor store if you pick up a four-pack look at the bottom of it should say when it was canned or Best Buy or whatever but canned if it's got that on there definitely go with whatever the freshest one is but what would be like the date that
2: you don't want to drink it like that six months is that
0: well these that you a good question. Cup, no, yeah, yeah for IPAs you don't want them to be six months you're looking mm-hmm. for like three months Tops. Tops, okay, especially these super dank ones that got a lot of uh, sediment in them. And, um, I mean, if you were to let this literally settle for three months, there would be so much stuff at the bottom uh, of this. You know what I mean? Now you could roll it and mix it up a little bit, and it would be fine, and it wouldn't taste bad. But compare this to this three months down the road, it's it's going to be night and day.
1: Damn. You got a lot of beers you've been sitting on or what?
0: I'm going to have to throw out a lot.
1: Good thing we didn't get you that, uh, that six, though, huh?
2: Yeah, <laughs> um, this is delicious, Mike.
0: It's really good. Yeah, it, I, I don't even feel like it. It tastes like a seven point five as far as the heaviness goes.
1: No, not at all. And it doesn't finish like it either. Like right. a lot of times, it's like heavier beers, like it, it sticks with you. Your mouth gets like sticky.
0: What's your what you got out of out of a ten on this one?
1: I get to go first. Yeah, oh man, I was nervous just starting the podcast. I got to go first in the rating. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't worry. We're going to cut out everything that you said, anyways. Perfect, I can't wait.
1: <laughs> Um <laughs> I think uh this is I really like it a lot. It's not too it's not too heavy like you just said. It's very it's it's on the lighter side of a hazy IPA and I would give it I'm giving it an eight five. Nice. Um I'm buying a four pack and I'm not sharing it.
0: Ooh. Ooh. Johnny, what you
1: got? Yeah,
2: I agree with that assessment. I would give it an eight five two. Um Johnny I think it's eight point five two? Eight point five. Oh. Period.
0: Okay. <laughs> I was like, that's really eight specific. Decibel,
2: eight <laughs> decibel point five, period. Um, I think you could probably do some cooking with this. I feel like I could throw some brown sugar in here and do a little base to my ham for Thanksgiving. Something like that. Add a, add a little more sugar to it. There you go. Do something like that with it. But it's it's very delicious. Okay. Very, very drinkable.
0: Yeah. I'm 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 gonna I'm right with you guys. I'm going to give it an eight. Um, I really like it. I, I know eight might be low for me i think it's super fresh though i think it, it's got that nice dankness um without it being like too punchy in, in the mouth um i think it's delicious uh for me i want to buy a four pack and anybody who wants to come over to the house and drink it with me come on over
2: i think if it was any citrus here uh it would be like you couldn't have like three or four of them. yeah a little it's over like the top perfect amount yeah it's very like balanced you have right? a bunch.
0: yeah it's, it's super balanced yeah one of the things i want to talk about um is that i've, I've gotten to to meet the owner and and get to know him a little bit um, of Hot Butcher. Uh, They Recently, him and his family moved to Wheaton, and there's a lot of really cool stories about this guy that I don't think a lot of people know about. Um, A local butcher shop in Wheaton, he walked in there with a a, a full case of fresh beers, dropped it off, didn't even buy anything, and said, from one butcher to another. (laughs) What a G. And just walked out and then literally just gave it to the employees of that butcher shop
1: they don't drink there do they
0: uh no <laughs> they don't like beer at all <laughs> but like i heard that and i was like dude that's that's like legendary stories right there yeah. and the guy's super generous uh whenever he comes by us he's dropping off fresh four packs uh this is one of the reasons why we're drinking this this beer i want to give a shout out to to jude he does a great job thanks for making great beer dude um, and, uh, we're going to flirt with you a little bit more to try to get you on the podcast.
1: Yeah. It'd be real shame if you came by on a Monday night and took it to Maze and Mesh and got to go food. Real shame.
0: <laughs> is, is Monday night the only
1: night? It's really, yeah. I'm, I'm behind the bar Monday ne- nights. Next
0: time I see him, I'll just be like, Hey, uh, you know, you, I know you come here for our food a lot. Why don't you go by and check out Maze? Yeah. Gonna get some, some pork, p- poutine and, uh,
1: I'll be a butcher for a date.
0: There you go. Cool. Well, I, I think this is a delicious beer. Johnny, you want a little bit more?
2: Oh uh, yeah. But my tongue is tickling for the next drink.
0: Okay. Oh you're getting ready right now? Yeah. You ready, ready? I
2: think so. I think we right. can
0: uh it's time right onto the whiskey. It's gonna crack and mm-hmm. gee.
1: Just as a brioche said I haven't yet to try this. Oh, but this I'm very, new. very excited about it. Um today we're doing a uh I don't think that you can buy it anymore, but um Weller Antique one oh seven is a. Product from Buffalo Trace that is one of four different mash bills. It's their weeded line. So Weller Special Reserve, Weller Twelve. We've done on the podcast before. I don't think we've done this Weller One Hundred and Seven before. No, we have not. I think we've just done the Twelve. We've
0: posted some pictures of Weller that we were drinking in the underground studio, but we've
1: not. Yeah, so I think Twelve. this. Twelve is the only one we've done. Um
0: so just to kind of go back you said this is how you this you can't buy anymore No, it's gone and, and tell them why well
1: specifically this one because it's a weller antique 107 and it's a private barrel done by Doty's liquor in elmhurst nice um my friend george is the owner there shout out to george george is the man cool. um, i i can't say anything bad about him Nice. without lying to you Uh he's a very very nice guy he, he does a ton of different barrel picks all the time if you walk in and say hey george i'm looking for a barrel pick I don't know what to get he'll try you he'll sample you out on four or five different ones and you can decide which one you want to get oh very cool his beer there is insane tequila section is amazing um, rum section is twice the size of the tequila huge whiskey selection really really cool spot uh, actually one of his one of the people that works there she uh, I feel like she gets her hair done every day it's her hair looks like the freaking rainbow. Perfect. It's unbelievable, and it's like vibrant. It doesn't look like it's dull. Like I, f- I feel like she gets her hair dyed every single day. It's <laughs> unbelievable how cool it is. Um, and uh, so she's like this like punk rock girl, and then he's got like his khakis and a and a polo on, it, and they look totally totally different. Um, <laughs> but he's a really cool dude, and uh, I, I, every time I go in there, I always spend like a half hour, and we talk shop, and we try stuff, and I bring him samples and uh, just the things that we're doing differently, and and how we maybe. I can help him, or he can help me. It's fantastic. Anyway, um, he saved me a bottle of this—the uh, antique uh, private or single barrel pick that he did a, uh 107, and he picked it. I think like eight months ago, and it finally showed up. Oh wow! Uh, oh my gosh. gosh!
2: I was trying to hurry across the table to get the sound. I Give me a my second, own mic here. if you want. Jeez. Here.
0: I wish we had that on camera. That was one of the best.
1: I dropped the mic. One of the best s- things. S- as long as it doesn't go s- in the whiskey. S- you
2: ever see me move so quick? <laughs>
0: That's just money. That's good producing right there. I think, right think it
1: would be a, good pour. a good pour.
0: little funk there at the end.
1: Nice. That's a good pour. Well, you guys aren't. All um, right, so
0: t- give us a little bit of the background on Weller.
1: So uh, Weller's been around for a really long time, um, uh, long before anyone in the United States actually cared that much about whiskey. Um like most distilleries, they ran into hard most like most whiskey distilleries, They ran into a lot of hard times in the in the '70s and '80s when people weren't buying bourbon anymore, and uh, they ended up selling out to not selling out, but they sold their distillery, their name, and the mash bill to Sazerac. Sazerac, we've talked about before, buys a bunch of different distilleries, and they make it all at Buffalo Trace now. Um, if you need a list of what's made at Buffalo Trace, you can Google that on your own. It's just long. It's a long list, and it's usually the stuff that's priced higher at most restaurants, right? Um, and stuff that you don't normally see on the on the shelf. Uh, what was interesting about Weller is that he held out for a long time selling to Sazerac, um because he was worried about um, his product being made less than or up to his standards of what he wanted his legacy of his whiskey to be. Yeah, and um, Sazerac fi- finally got. Um, no, other way around. So Weller f- sold to them uh, because they made an agreement about that we, they keep their mash bill, blah, blah, blah. And immediately after that, the Van Winkle family saw what Weller did and the, the contract or the agreement that they had with them, and then Van Winkle ended up selling to Sazerac as well. Oh, nice. So that's how they were able to grab both of those. Wow. Um, my favorite part about the – it's all made at the Buffalo Trace Distillery. My favorite part about the Buffalo Trace Distillery is that all of the whiskey that they make is named after – um, master distillers and owners of specific um, distilleries like Colonel H. Taylor, Weller, Elmer Teeley, um, the the, the plans. And, uh, and the master distiller at Buffalo Trace right now is named Harlan Wheatley, <laughs> and he gets the vodka named after him, which I think is hilarious. Really? <laughs> yeah. So a couple years ago at Whiskey Fest, he was there, and I asked him about it. I was like, so what's it like being the only master distiller at Buffalo Trace to not have a bourbon named after him? You get the vodka. And he goes, I don't want to talk about that, and the, <laughs> no, and and, the, and they're like, all right, okay, keep moving. <laughs> why, why do, way to make I, friends? I the, along.
0: Not, I had, that guy's definitely not coming on the podcast.
1: I had to say I don't know why I did, but I, just, I didn't even drink anything and I was completely sober. It was the first pour <laughs> of, the, of the day, and I, I just I had to say it. I didn't know what, I, I had nothing else to say. Other than like, I mean, everyone else is like, "I love your stuff. You're doing a really good job of blah, it." Blah, blah. I had I'd, I'd, I don't know. I'd be different, but. Um, I feel I feel bad about it a little well, bit. Guess what? But it's at some story. point
0: in your lifetime, you're gonna have a chance to apologize. I okay. hope so. I, I promise you. I hope so. All right. Between you going to the distillery or running around in the circles that you do, you'll probably see them at some point. I hope so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, it's a funny story. All right. So uh, this is this barrel was aged seven years and eleven months. Uh, if if I'm wrong, uh, George hit us up and tell me what I did wrong. Uh, it's 107 proof. That's where it gets the name. It's the red label Weller if you're thinking if you're trying to figure out which one we're talking about. Um, the second it's called a wheated bourbon because the second grain in the bourbon is wheat, not generally it generally it is rye. Nice. So this should be softer. Nice. Cheers, Cheers. Boys. Cheers. Oh, it's terrible. It's so good.
0: That's really good. So we've had the Weller one hundred seven. Um, just the regular, not the store pick.
1: Yeah, we tried it earlier tonight.
0: Right, and I and I was telling you that I thought that the Wellers are super soft, um, really good on the palate. You get a lot of flavor. It's not a lot of heat. This is especially smooth, and I'm getting um, much more, like, maple syrup caramel than I did on the, the other one. I felt like the baking spices in the last one came through a lot more. Yeah. Um, this is really good. Gary, yeah, you really opened your mouth when you uh, poured this first pour.
1: So, so... The last time we did this, I had co- the, the cocoa, and um, ever since then, my, my sense of smell hasn't really come back yet, mm. which is very frustrating, hmm. especially as it's kind of my job to not only taste things, but also be able to smell them. So I find that when I open my mouth and breathe in while the liquid is like in my face, I can catch more.
2: Yeah, I noticed there was something different there.
1: Yeah, it's really weird, and I've, I've been training, I've been training my, my nasal palate over the past like, six months trying to get this thing back, and it's rough. Wow. It's really frustrating.
2: <clears throat> I had it too, but I don't want to discuss what I smell different.
1: <laughs> we'll save that for a different <laughs> one. It does I mean, sound I, like a different
2: podcast. No, just a quick, it's the weirdest thing, like waste, like poo or garbage mm-hmm. smells, yeah. or like dead animals, like that kind of smell. Mm-hmm. smells completely different to me now. It's
1: very weird. Like oh. what, what does it smell like? It all
2: smells the same, and it's just like this weird, pungent smell.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's, I don't know what you're putting in your waist, but yeah.
2: No, I mean, it's not just, it's everything. Okay. Like if you farted right now, it mm-hmm. would smell like the same as my fart.
0: And bourbon. And bourbon. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of bourbon in there. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of beer. Well, it's it's that,
1: weird. It's weird. We should definitely finish that pizza and see how that, do like a, a controlled, a controlled uh No, 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 no. You go in the bathroom. No, you go in the bathroom.
0: We're definitely not doing that. Um... <laughs>
1: Let's get off the rails. Got
0: quick. off the rails real quick. Garrett, what are you giving this whiskey? i
1: will go first again. Yeah. Um, I, I'll go first. No, I'll do it. It's okay. I don't know
0: why I have to look, look at you. I, you're just the expert. What do you want me to do?
1: No. I I think this is very, very good. Yeah. I'm going to get a 9.1, and I'm not pouring it. I'm, it's going to be in my bar in the basement, and I'm not pouring it for anyone who doesn't understand
0: what good whiskey is. What good whiskey is. I
1: love it. Uh, I'm going to give it
0: a nine um i think it's great i don't think you need to mix this with anything no um it's a sipper you just put it on ice um for me if i was able to get a bottle of this it would be something that i would have at the house to crack open on a special occasion i think it's that good johnny what you got
2: yeah i would give this a 9.5 this is definitely high up there nice. than anything that i've had um even with my poo tasting uh, taste buds and smells right now um you said you were going to take the bottle and put it in your shelf, but uh, I was going to say you could leave the bottles. I can put it on my shelf, but that's not going to happen, so I'm going to have to find my own bottle someday.
1: Yeah, I'll leave you a sample. <laughs> there you go. No, no.
2: no. You You've go. already
1: poured me enough. <laughs> now,
0: some of the Wellers that we've talked about in the past, um the CYPV, which is the white label, which is my favorite bourbon of all time, the Weller Special Reserve, that's fairly attainable. Relatively. Relatively attainable. That usually available at binnie's um, in some sort of way or yeah
1: the, the, the it used to be very right. attainable the all of us used to be all whiskey used to right. be very attainable right right, right. and then um, I think the rise in the popularity of bourbon especially in whiskey in general and then with people having more money than they ever had before right um, and not working well yeah and being able to go at noon when the bottles go on the shelf right um, so they get snatched up a little bit. They quicker. get snatched up pretty quick. A lot of the stores do a good okay. job of saying limit one per person. But if you really want a green label weller, you should be able to find one in the next six weeks.
0: Well, and also at ours at our restaurants, um, it's a twelve dollar pour for the special reserve. Yeah, pound day. for pound, you're not going to find much better whiskey than that, right? Well no,
1: between that and the Eagle Rare Ten, and the, I mean between those two, like those are relatively the same price and the same yeah. availability and both delicious so we're
0: recommending that if you go to a bar yeah, weller's the, on the on the back bar
1: I'm going 107 every time the first for I'm going that first every time every time yeah I was okay. talking to a guy earlier yesterday and he wanted me to find him a bottle of weller full proof and I told him how much it costs and he goes well I don't know And I go listen for 120 150 dollars less on the secondary market you can get a 107 and that's the one I want I don't really want the full proof okay and, I, and I, I'll stand by that all day long.
0: There you go. So Weller Antique 107. That's my favorite. Perfect. Thanks to, you say Dodie's or daddies?
1: I'm not totally sure, but we're going to go Dodie's. Right.
0: Dotie's Liquors. George. Elmhurst. George, our guy. Thanks for hooking it up, man. And thanks for giving that bottle to Garrett. I think it's delicious. Yeah, the more I sip on it, the more I'm loving it.
1: Whatever you do, go there and ask him if he has any Blantons. That's what you he should loves do. that? Yeah, he wants that's, to hear that. That's the,
0: that's the noise? Yeah,
1: ask him if he has any <laughs> Blantons.
0: Sweet. Um, let's, let's move on to our customer of the week. Now that I've had a couple drinks and I'm ready to talk about this.
1: I can't wait. I'm very excited for this part.
0: So obviously this is very first world problems. We work at busy restaurants. We're busy a lot. Okay. I love the customer that's sitting at the bar while I'm sprinting behind them with plates to go behind it, to drop that off in the kitchen, then come back behind the bar, ask them if they need anything. And instead of them responding with what they need, they're like, wow, you guys are busy
1: i'm not even sure what you're supposed to say to that
0: so let me just (laughs) let me just stand here and tell you yes we're busy now what can i get for you you guys always this busy on a monday yeah i mean yeah yeah. man yeah we're busy did you did you need something yeah I'll, i'll have a beer what, what are is you it, feeling? Is it,
2: usually, is it usually the customer that's like sort of a regular there that's kind of like, uh, you know, like he thinks he's a part of the family and I think
1: tr- it's, trying to have a conversation? I think it's the trying to,
0: to have the conversation, yeah. but you don't know how to like broach the subject. The, the time to broach the subject is when the bartender is just standing there taking a deep breath. Yeah. That's when you say, wow, you guys are busy. That's incredible.
2: So you have to pick the, the right it's, moment. It's the it's
0: yeah. right moment. Like, honestly, like I'll, I'll gladly have that conversation with anybody anytime when I'm sprinting behind you with twelve plates, yeah, cleared off three tables, just yeah. had two tables, and then I'm coming behind the bar to take care of four people, and that's when you stopped me to have that conversation. First world problems so, for sure. So timing is everything. Yeah, <laughs> I like it when they... he's taking notes yeah, when
1: yeah. you're <laughs> super busy, and they're like, "So has uh, business picked up back up for you guys yet?" I'm like, what are you talking that's about?
0: Right <laughs> pick, now, picked back up. Now, right
2: now is the time. Do you remember like you know a few podcasts ago? Uh, a year and a half ago, um, we were talking about the customer that wants to change the TV. Like when you're at your most oh, yeah. busy, that, was, so that was one of the first. This kind of feeds into that.
1: I oh yeah, s- timing, right? It's yeah. timing, it's right? Timing. So it's yeah. like
2: it's timing. and Then you want it. I think you probably you guys probably want the customer to already know the channel before they even ask you. Oh to, yeah, so you can like directly to the TV. Is that help? <laughs> so timing, information. What else can we find here? John's just breaking it down. <laughs> He's gonna write a book about it. Stare
0: them dead in the eyes. <laughs>
1: You guys can't see this, Treat him with take, respect. He's taking notes yeah, right respect.
0: now. <laughs> so at ninety nine percent of the time when I ask somebody what channel it's on, they don't know. Oh, they have no idea. Yeah. I'm just trying to I just trying to ask so if that can speed up the process, great. Now granted there's it's gonna be on one of three to five channels. Right. If they're asking about college basketball or professional football or Whatever. baseball. There, there's five channels that you're gonna so it's not like even like the Chicago sports. You know what I mean? There's like like they're, those, they're three or four. One, yeah. Well, like three or four if, if it's not the Cubs because they're on marquee, uh, right? Yeah. But even then, the Cubs could be on a national.
2: Now that the Bulls are kind of uh, competitive a little bit, now we've got to worry about WGN, I think they're WGN on.
0: WGN and Comcast. So, Comcast. I mean, like that's only two. But And then they're on, they'd be on TNT for the, the national game. So, timing, John, I agree with you is, is what it comes down to. It's it, but honestly, I guess now I'm not going
1: to put the Alabama game on on the SEC <laughs> network and the seven o'clock on a busy. Friday night. Yeah,
0: we're just asking why we're busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, honestly, I should take a, a a step back and in my customer service mode, I should just bear and grin it. But the, but the problem is, I got a mask on, yeah, yeah. so they can't even see me if I'm smiling or you mother-effing them through my hands.
1: <laughs> a little bit of sarcasm when you can only see the eyes it's makes not, it does not go over an, an asshole
0: does not go over very well. <laughs> yeah. Especially for people who don't know you. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you can read someone's face, obviously that's.
1: You need to get the, the your wink game going on, so you can be like, no man, we haven't. We're, just so you, wait, we're waiting for the rush, and then pop a wink in.
0: You've never had
2: the combo of uh, man. You guys are busy. Uh, can I get the Colorado Rockies game on?
1: Yeah. There's a replay from from yeah, April. I like to watch.
0: What would be like the trifecta? Oh.
1: Putting like three oh, you guys are busy. You guys
0: have a uh, pepper grinder back there for my salad, And uh, can I get the Cubs game on over here? <laughs> <laughs> pepper grinder. <laughs>
2: Stop you in your tracks, ask for something to change, you change on the TV, and ask for some sort of condiment.
0: Yeah, there you go. That's the trifecta.
1: <laughs> or ask your opinion on something that, that's behind the bar that they've already had that they, that they just want to talk to you about. That's right. You were kind of talking about that yeah. recently, that they, they want to bring it up. Like the the... The, uh, they don't care if you've had it or not. They just want to let you know that they've had it. Yeah. Like, Have you ever have you ever had that old pepper rye over there? Yeah? It's really good, right? I was at my cousin's house the other day. He had the new one out. It was really, really good. You just, wanted, you gonna, just wanted to tell me that. Yeah,
0: they're not going to order it, though. Yeah. I hit the guy that orders the uh, Corpse Survivor number three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, uh, yeah, man, I'll have the Corpse Survivor number three. I'm like, we don't have the stuff to make that. He's like, yeah, you guys got the green chartreuse back there. I'm like... When was the last time you looked at the recipe in that cocktail, man? <laughs> uh, it's not that long ago. I had it not that long ago. I'm like, yeah, that's that's not in that cocktail. So what's next?
1: We've literally burned through like four episodes of Customer of the Week Dang, in the wow. past 25 I seconds. Where's the, where's, I was going to
2: bring one more up. Yeah, no, let's hear it.
0: <laughs> well, I just, well, no, we're making up for the last
2: year. Yeah, that's the, that's yeah. the, what we're doing. What about the customer? Um, Like, you know, so you work, say you're working at Maze and Mash, and somebody asks you, they ask you, or you ask them what would you what would you like to drink and they say ah pour me whatever bourbon you think yeah do you hate that
1: no it's fantastic
2: or i would it's think i would think that you wouldn't okay well, well now what i'm gonna put, well no, not the, being. me i guess you know there's what two different
1: scenarios like one if i've never met them before i'm gonna put them into a bottle that i just brought in and i'm trying to like push people on or like yeah. hand like sells hand sell it out yeah but if i if i know who they are and they've been there you know four times in the past month I have to come up with something new that they haven't had I got to remember what they had before yeah that's a little more annoying I I do have
0: three or four customers that come in that they literally don't care what I pour them yeah they just want to try something new something new that we've had that we have or maybe something that they haven't had in a long time to like kind of go back to it there's at least three or four guys that come in that just literally don't even. the
1: real problem is when someone else so if I'm behind the bar with somebody else and the other person asks them what they want to drink like I want Garrett to pour me something. I know. It, mm, I yeah. don't. I. I don't believe that you know anything. Yeah. Even though th- they've been there since we've opened and they've been working with me for four years, so I, I'm pretty sure I've talked to them about everything yeah. that we have. Yeah. Uh, and everything that comes in new. No, I want Garrett to make it. That's when it's frustrating because well. I'm like, I'm like, I'm seven drinks deep. They're just know. trying to build the. <laughs> the reason that she's asking you because I don't have time. They're just trying That's to build the right. rapport with you. Well, they've All already right. built that rapport. <laughs> just, maybe, maybe let like trust that someone else knows what they're doing
0: there you go all right cool all
1: right all right um, it's gonna be a it's gonna be it's gonna be a bitch trying to figure out what the customer of the week next week is gonna be <laughs> oh
0: i'm sure we'll come up with it <laughs> all right uh let's uh let's wrap it up uh, i feel like this is a pretty successful first podcast back after 11 and a half months we drank some delicious hot butcher Ugh, so good. neon green relish we drank some delicious weller antique 107 thanks to george at dodie's georgie that a boy um we all liked what we had uh we probably won't bring in such big bangers the next time
1: i can't promise that
0: yeah okay garrett's bringing better whiskey i'm gonna try to, to try to keep it up with the beer on the standard um thanks for joining us guys we really really appreciate it um we're excited to be back we're gonna do this again and again and again shop local support the places you love take care of the people at the places that you love Buy some gift cards, hand those out as as gifts um, for your relatives to help support some of the places. Um, there's a lot of restaurants out there still not killing it, and uh, just take care of the people that are uh, that are putting in some hard work for you guys.
1: Speaking of gifts, we should, next week we're going or next podcast we're gonna talk about bottles and beers, the gift.
0: There you go. Uh, a nice little segment for the holiday. Yeah. Uh, gifting beers, gifting some bottles, stuff that you can actually get. Um, I know we've done this before, but it was so long ago that we definitely need to revamp it. We're talking about getting some good guests on coming up in January and February. We've talked to three or four people that are excited to join us, uh, and we're excited to have them. So, um, so, you got any last words? No,
1: I appreciate everyone. Thank you so much. Johnny? Well, my mouth
2: is reserved for the rest of this Antique 107.
0: <laughs> That's just stellar. You can't even write that. Thank you so much, guys. We'll be back. We're excited to be back. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you soon. Cheers. Peace. First of all, we'd like to thank all of our listeners, families, and friends that support us throughout this. We couldn't do this without you. Subscribe to us on iTunes and check out exclusive content at our website, SippingSocialPodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook. If you like this podcast, tell your friends about us. A huge thank you to our producer, John, in the underground studio. A shout-out to our boy, Johnny Perona in Davenport Ed. That's the rockin' music you're hearing in the background. Thanks again, and we look forward to the next cocktail with you. Is this?
1: Also, I'm really nervous. Our
0: third episode we did, yeah, I'm kind of nervous too. (laughs) Uh, (coughs) Our our third episode, we reviewed a Hot Butcher.